Hey everyone, my name is Phyllis Wire Whitley. If you have been spiritually victimized and traumatized, welcome to Spirituality Live, where I bring my number one Amazon book back to life. Yes, each episode is the spiritual, metaphysical, holistic space of consciousness for self-healing as you learn how to break the religious shackles so you can master and manifest your promised land within today. Let's go. That was a mouthful. Y'all heard it. Okay, I went over, I think, the last one. We was doing time travel. We did shepherd slaughtering. It's a method to my goodness. Please go back if you knew. And listen to my recordings. Listen to my other episodes. You have to listen to things so it can get into your subconscious mind. This is why certain songs that go in your children's ear that's speaking and belittling people literally will get in their subconscious mind and they start sounding like the particular song they heard. Yes. And you have to, I speak about those who know me about living in your promised land because it's really just God gift, giving you toys for doing your job, following his protocol of his laws. So you can live in your promised land today and lift a lot of people up. So you can live a, leave a generational blessing, legacy and help people, whether it's your community, your household. It starts in your household. You don't have to be called to be a a pastor. You don't have to stand in the pulpit. Your pulpit is in your household, whether you're a man, female, or coupled or what. You have to start at home. You start in your community, even with your friends. When your friends, if they had to go back and ask some of your friends, do you remember so-and-so? What are they saying? Is it something that you just don't want to share with others? You understand what I'm saying? Make a difference in your community. No, you don't have to knock on everybody's door with a track in your hand and say, are you saved? Do you love Jesus? No, it don't work that way. Why would you do that? And then they look up and you got a party going on past one o'clock at night and they see all kinds of strangers coming in and out of your house. Or would they see you and your husband standing outside fussing, calling each other names? Where they see you driving your car that had been in an accident, instead of using having the glass as your window, you have the plastic bag. When they see you, your trailer is run down. When you live in straight up ghetto that you don't want nobody to know where you live. Yes, people been there. I've been there. You understand what I'm saying? But my job was to go ahead and get myself together first. You can't do anything until you get yourself together. And that's where you connect with your source and he will show you. Then when you get yourself together, you will be a walking billboard. Not a walking billboard of being perfect because nobody want to deal with perfect. That's why reality shows are so great because ain't you don't have the Brady Bunch and the Potters family up there. You know what I'm saying? They literally are downright... <laughs> Tell you what everything is going on in their life. And people say, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. You understand? You don't have to be perfect. And then you can build your platform. It's people build their platform just from their kids. Each kid, as they they prepare them. And we talked about that. Preparation for your passport. How about preparation for your life? We're talking about life play. 
This is part two. We talked about last time not letting people belittle you that's in your family or outside of your family. You need to look at what they had. Consider the source. I always said they come back and they bring you a, a bitter plate. They said somebody bring a bone, carry a bone. Consider the source. When they're coming and telling you, they're not going to be perfect. But when they come in to tell you, I'm going to be your dream killer. They might not even say that, but they're going to they gonna knock every goal you ever had down. And this can be your own mother and father, unfortunately. And it could be harmless. They never did it. They're looking at you. What, what are you trying to do? Nobody in our family is a doctor. What are you trying to do? Who said you can't be the first? But see, just like Joseph, I said it in the la- in my last podcast. He told everybody, you tell everybody your goals and dreams. Listen, it's best not to tell everybody until it manifests. True, you say, well, what about if I'm in school? I'm specializing in something. You know, you, you specialize in something for one month, three weeks, whatever, six months. You don't have to tell everybody. You can say, oh, I'm in school. What are you in school for? I don't know. I'm just doing something. But you start talking about, I'm taking up accounting and I'm taking up this. They looking at you and jealousy start coming. <laughs> Their horns start growing. They look at you. What you, who, you who you think you are? I had had so many people in my life say, who do you think you are? Hello? <laughs> who do I think I am? <laughs> I'm a queen. I'm my father's daughter. I'm made in the image of my father, God. So. Who do I think I am? I'm the best cream of the cop. Did I say that right? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> cream of the crop. <laughs> yes, have fun with it. When people talk about who do you think I a lot of people have told me that who do you think you are? Some of the same people when I wrote my book, they, they kicked me out of their life. <laughs> they couldn't even stomach the book. It's some people who couldn't even stomach my first book. You go out there and you, I'm telling you, you become an entrepreneur. You'd be surprised how many people have your own business. I have had people want to follow. They love to follow you and they, they want to follow me in the entrepreneurship. And I'm like, really? Because people think, you know, all they see is the glamour part. You traveling. You can travel when you want to. You can take a vacation when you they don't see you working seven days a week. And I used to say, when I get my own business, I'll be damn, I'm staying up there working something. So I used to hear entrepreneurs say that. Girl, I work seven days a week, but I know how to balance it out. I have to get the work out. I have to go over other people's work. You know, people think that you don't have nothing but time. I got clients. I got clients that go through emergency situations that may last a week and may last a month. I have to be there for them. I have new clients. I have books I have to write. You understand what I'm trying to say? Books that I have to design or have it designed and I have to go over. I have to be the, I had to delegate. And then I know that I make time for myself for self-care. So what I do is self-care every night. You have to do something that you love to do that's going to bring you in a calm position. You know what happened to most of y'all? Y'all literally stay in the work mode and never come out of it. You go to sleep working. Your mind is moving and moving and moving instead of you saying, okay, I want to hear it. And people is offended that I turn off my phone. And I tell people, they say, I'm sorry for calling. I said, listen, if I don't want to be bothered with you, my phone will not be on. 
Well, Miss P, how do you do that with business people and you have to do this? I tell most people, even companies, yes, lecture company, all of them, they be standing up there, you know, they'll have in there, what's the best time to reach you? The first thing people say, if you have an issue, you have to call them, what's the best time to reach you? I'll say after 12. Mm-hmm. When I have to have maintenance service, I said the best time to reach me after 12. Okay, well, we so now in some cases they said no, we'll be over there at eight o'clock. I'd be like, oh, I will get up that day. They give me a time specifically. I have a get up because I am a night owl and my self-care start with whether I watch movies or whatever or I'm reading a book. Some of y'all don't know nothing about reading a book. I literally, or it, it depends if I'm in school, I'll do the school and then I unwind. I'm telling you, yes, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I talked about the life play, the dream killers, what they specialize in. Let me tell you something. Specialization I had in my last one about your life play, that's really their, what they specialize in. It's really their career. And I we, we went over their career could be gossiping. They turn into people people who never were, they can become the, the community, the neighborhood gossip queen or king. It don't even have, you know those nosy ones. You have somebody in your family don't do anything but sit up there and tell everybody else why they can't make it. You have the con artist. The con artist will tell you, here, you give me another thousand dollars. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then, you know, you're giving them all their money. I know people who have lost thousands and millions with con artists. Some people don't want to work and it'll be a con. Tell you, I got a new idea. I'm going to make it. Support me. You support them. And yeah, I've lost money. I got into some things that really, not a lot, but, um, you know, even on that, that thing called Clubhouse, they con a lot of people. And I have had it where they say, oh, you need to invest in this and there's this and that. It sounded too good to be true. And you go in there, thank goodness, they caught me in the tail beginning. And you look up in the company and close down and whatever. It's con artists. You have to be careful. You have to look at their life play. Look at people's history. Research them if you're trying to do business transactions with somebody. And they promising you a rose garden. Yes, it's your life play. Where is your life play? We talked about the life play, but we're going to talk about where is it? <laughs> and I'm talking to you. We talked about how people that belittle you, you got to consider the source and say, well, where, where, where's your life play? Next time somebody's trying to tell you how you live your life, say, where's your, where's your life play? They're like, what you talking about? I don't have no life play. Mm-hmm. They might they might curse you out, so you have to be careful, especially if this is somebody in your family. <laughs> it's all right, because it, it can be your mother. Different generations going to have a different life play because technically the young people are getting richer in their 20s. Whereas your mother or grandmother had to work at one particular job and be stable and still brought home at the end of their retirement, they didn't bring home nothing. And some cultures, they have to take turn around and take care of the parents. So you have to respect them if this is your parents knocking down your dream, but you have to understand that they... Wasn't in a generation where they their dreams can be manifested quickly. They wasn't in a technology generation where they can just say, "Hey, I don't want to go to work. I'm gonna go online and be an entrepreneur." So when you respect where they at, this is not to belittle them, but to say, "Okay, now I understand." Their words won't have that much pressure or harm to it because you'll say they come from that generation where this is all they know, and you respect it. Let's look at where. They're playing. 
Let's look at it. Because you not only want to ask them about their life plan, you can see it. You can see it. That's why I say you don't you don't have to knock on the doors with a track. Talk about do you love Jesus? People will see your life place as soon as you walk out the door. They'll see it by your house. They'll see it by the car you drive. Well, Miss Peter, that means I have to have a Mercedes Benz. I mean, if you desire a Mercedes Benz, that's good for you. But you you know what I'm trying to say? Don't go running and get a Mercedes Benz because you want to show your neighbor something. Get yourself together. You can't go out there and tell people, people are not going to mind you to my entrepreneur and all you wear is your pajamas all day to the store and back. Rollers in your hair. You're a man and you don't know, you just wear a t-shirt, a raggedy t-shirt. You can be clean now with a t-shirt and some jeans, but if it's raggedy and then you standing up there trying to tell your friends, listen, man, you can so-and-so and so, they're not going to listen to you. Brush your teeth. Make sure your breath smelling good. When you're trying to tell somebody to be partners with you or people ask you about your job or you want to encourage the young generation if you're older, you want to stand up there and you want to, you, you know what I'm saying? This may sound tedious, but if you with a crowd, if you got to speak, you have to smell good and you have to look presentable. I'm not telling you to go out there and you're supposed to look like the best. No, present yourself as a lot of joy, a lot of smiling, a lot of laughing. And just let people, if you do all of that, people will come to you. I won't be like you. They really saying, I want your life plan. Do they say that to you, Miss P? Yes, they do. When I first gave my life over to the Lord, I had so many people. Because let me tell you, I used to work at this place called Avon Fashion and I had the best clothes. I mean, I looked it nice. I smelled it nice. Everything was nice, especially my inside. It's people who you be asking, you wonder why you can't get nobody to go to your church if you still have a church where a lot of them, you know, fell. You know, you can't get nobody to come. I don't know why. It's even your kids. I have seen parents who growing up and they used to on Sunday whoop their kids to you better get dressed and go to church then them kids refused to you know why because they seen a lot of dirt happening in their house and even if it was no dirt and with your parents they didn't see the parents really prosper they seen them struggling so hard they said I do not want your God people will see it you don't have to walk around with a Bible in your hand and you go into your car Sunday so everybody can look and say, oh, you don't do that. I think during the pandemic, everybody realized, you mean to tell me I'm not going to go, I'm not going to die and go to hell? I mean, you didn't do it. But, you know, they really thought that the world was coming to an end because they couldn't go inside a brick and mortar. And a lot of churches pivot or already had their online presence with their church and they had the, the building, make it um, brick and mortar. So when they came to the pandemic, they just took everything online and they really, really are doing very prosperous because they reached it millions. Everybody was home. We talked about that, how YouTubers are making money. It, it To this day, it surprised me to notice some, some YouTubers are millionaires. They say, I ain't waiting for Hollywood. I'm going to take my, my stuff live. And that's their play. I'm a YouTuber. Podcasters that really make money. They get millions of downloads. And the YouTubers just did what they did every day. Some of them just got, they making money off of their life. 
I wake up in the morning. It's people on there that that have they literally um have problems with their skin, and it's somebody of their pimple squeezer. People teach you how to wash up. I've seen stuff when I got to into YouTube. My daughter had to show me. I said, "You got to be kidding!" Late years ago, people get on there and talk about other people who got millions of followers. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a point that I'm making. They literally went out there and created their own play. And a lot of people was late to the play. Now you get on YouTube, you can't, you get on there, you better hope people got time to switch to your YouTube because they listened to the one that was sitting up there for 10 years. Many churches closed down. What are you doing? You better get yourself together. Even if you have a job, nine to five, you better go get you a side job, a side gig. And you use that, either it can replace your job. Don't quit your day job. You know what they say. But it might be something when you retire, because a lot of people go into idle after they retire. A lot of people never came out of idleness. They the neighborhood gossip queen, gossip king. Yes, they have been that gossip. Someone will act worse than a woman. You understand what I'm saying? Well, you know, Miss P, you know, you know, especially the barbershops and the hairdressers, that's all they do is gossip. Yeah, a lot of them went out of business and a lot of them had to start just doing one client, a client at the time. Well, they have opened up now. <clears throat> what do you do in the circumstances like that? Don't get in, don't get into their drama. This is why people got drama in their life because they know everybody drama. Don't walk into their drama. Don't let it be a part of it. You heard it. You know, I'll look up and because of the news, they want everybody. It's an uh, advertisement thing that, that, that basically is out there because the government is trying to feed your, your five senses with what they want to feed it. So, you know, everybody don't get the same commercials, honey. Every time you look up and you get a, 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 a Tylenol commercial, do even do it even exist? I haven't seen it in a long time. Then you wonder why the next week you look up, you buy entire Tylenol. You see what I'm trying to say? They want you to be a, they want to take their play and put it in yours. They want to put it on your platform. So what are we talking about again? We're talking about what is your life plan? Are you a dream killer? Let's see where your location is at. Let's look at the person who is on Broadway. This person is usually an entrepreneur and they are fruitful. They literally produce. They know how to manifest their dreams. Everybody can see your star. Everybody want a ticket to your show and it's usually sold out. Miss P, who was that? Well, we could talk about people who write books, directors that you have to pay money to, to get. Look at Oprah. Remember was a time when everybody just wanted to get on her show and put their book or whatever they were doing? They said whatever they had sold out that time, that day, is similar to the Broadway play. Some Broadway play has been sold out. Oh, my God. When it comes, it just that's it. That's it. That's your life. Is your life like that? Those are people, some of those are people, organizations or big companies where the name just flowed down. They left the legacy. You know the names. Don't let me get into some of the names because I probably, it's a lot of them out there. Yeah. If the name didn't go down, it's still moving. You got the Rockefellers, the Kennedys, hopefully the Obamas. Now, remember, the, he, they, they had two daughters, so the daughter won't be bringing down the name. But you get what I'm saying. 
If you look into a history, you'll see that this one comes from this one. In Hollywood, the Douglas family. It's a lot of different families that brought down, and some of it was cut. When you leave that legacy, that life play will continue. So it is people that have a Broadway play. They're doing good. Michael Jordan. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you, the Kardashians. That mother is making, even though they might have went through the back door, the warm door, a lot of people in Hollywood don't like them. The Kardashians, she's building a legacy with them. I heard they can sell something. One of the doors sells some lip gloss or something. In a couple hours, it was gone. So you understand what I'm trying to say? It, 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 you look at that person, you saying, hmm, they got a Broadway kind of feel. I'm talking about from a, a spiritual level. Their, their life is a Broadway. I need to, I, that's the person you want to really hook up with. That's the person you want to talk to. That's the person you want in your ear. Those motivational speakers that you can't get a ticket to. You get what I'm saying? If you get a piece of them online, you take it. Seminars. Learn from them. Yes, you got some good pastors. I always talk about the the lowly ones. Some good pastors that can give you a good word and they good. I'm not talking about the ones that have mega churches. Because it don't have to always be there, but it can be some good word. You want to get under somebody who's going to give you something, teach you. Teach you the word. And people that just look like they flock under that person just prosper. They're not on Broadway if if the if, if the pastor and the prophet is always prospering and nobody is not. <laughs> so you see what I'm trying to say? Those are the people you want to get around. You want to learn. You want to feed off of. How about off-play? Off-Broadway? Suppose your play is off-Broadway. They're less popular. Usually you have to do referrals. Somebody have to tell somebody, you know, small businesses. Yeah, a small business you have. And you they are usually entrepreneurs. Now, even though I said on-Broadway was entrepreneurs, they but entrepreneurs who literally branched out so big, that was something different. But the off-Broadway, they need for referrals, entrepreneurs trying to get out there. You want referrals. You do ads on, on social media. You're trying to build constantly. Not too popular, but you're getting there. I put Hollywood, but Hollywood is mainly famous people. That's where they got their fame and fortune, Hollywood. The, the families that you literally just, you know, you say, I know about that family. I know about the, yeah, I mean, you know, even though I'm, I'm going to entertainment and stuff like that, we can say the Jackson family. It's families that you know, you know, I heard of those people, you know what I'm trying to say? You know, you know some of the directors, Steven Spielberg, I don't know if I said that right. It's it's just certain uh, movies that you say, I got I to gotta do. It's certain, it's certain books that you say, oh no, I know that that book, I know those people, they, they anything come under their name is going to be good. It, so kind of Hollywood, where you find out about them, is usually something with, with the media, Hollywood media. So those are really even sports, famous sports um, athletes. And that can fall in that because, you know, you know them because of what they do on TV or whatever. The corner store. Usually, if you have a platform or you you specialize your life plays on a corner store, 
that might have something to do with those those sources that's coming and telling you you'll never be nobody. They have nobody but this little old crowd. And these are some of the, uh, unfortunately, these are some of the uh, plaza churches that they only get 20 people and that's it. They fuss at their members saying, bring people in. But nobody want to come and bring, go in there because, you know, they wear sh- holy shoes and they look like they miserable and they can't even look at a movie unless they you call it a sin. They don't want to come to your church. You should be growing. Yes. And all you have is that small group of people. Now, I will say to you, some cases you can really do good with a small community of people because you want to keep everything right, start specializing in everything, you know, clean up all of your stuff and somebody tells somebody and somebody tells somebody and somebody tells somebody, you will slowly expand. And sometimes it's best to slowly expand. But when you don't want to go forth, that might be your ceiling of how high you want to go. So it's not bad to have a small small business, a small people that you're, you're reaching. Because what in actuality, when you reach those people, those people will reach people and those people can branch out from you. But you got to make sure that they are branching out from you, at least learning what you learn. But then you have that corner store of people who just stay right in the neighborhood, don't do nothing, don't know nothing, never traveled out the state. They didn't even travel out the city and they want to tell you how to be on Broadway. That's how you figure them out. They want to tell you how you can go off Broadway. They don't know nothing because they stuck on the little corner. Matter of fact, they don't even have a space on the corner. It's just whatever you want to call it. Now you understand. Not everybody you should get. You should be afraid of anybody. Everybody word. Some words that people come and bring you, you got to say, here, take your words back and get out of here. Because you really don't know. You never ran a business. I'm helping somebody here. How are you going to tell me how to run my business and you never even ran one? See, I get coached from everybody, but I make sure that I'm getting coached by people who already is off Broadway. And I listen to those who are on Broadway, the ones that you can't even get to, is because, you know why I listen to them? Because they have seminars, conference. I'm usually, I'm usually a part of most of those people who are very popular. And they're making the difference around the across the globe. But the one that's off-Broadway, they're not that famous, but they are prospering. They are prospering within themselves. And sometimes prosperity don't have to be that it's all about you growing. It can be you're just it. People just want to be a part of you. You're helping all of those people that you are allowing to come into your your life play. And that's when you have somebody who have a little auditorium versus somebody who have like Madison Square Garden. You see, now you may have what we call a classroom. I took classes where they had to have a bigger room and then it was those classes that it looked like a closet. That's all right. Because eventually those walls will be knocked down. And in some cases you say, I'm good over here. I want to stay on Off-Broadway. In the corner store, like I said, you can stay there. If that's what you want. Okay. 
Now, how about the other one? The graveyard. That is definitely, definitely a life play. A lot of those people that when they expire, that have came to you and belittled you, people who told you when you was young, you would never be nothing. Some of your teachers told you that, whatever, nothing against teachers, but some of the wrong teachers told you that. Some of the members, family members, guess where they at? They actually, their dream is in the graveyard. I didn't say they are because you're going to say, oh, Miss P, you told us something before about death and you said nobody's there. No, they not. But their dream, their dream, they took their dream with them. Even though somebody else can go ahead and cough up that same direction of dream, but they took their dream to death, which means that you don't, you, you would never hear that dream again because they took it and they, they left. They expired. We call it the graveyard. You can't see their dream. It's an unseen world. So do you want to be that type of person? Listen to me. Do something. Advance yourself. You would know when you say, I, I specialize in this and this and this and that. I don't want to go no more. I want to call, I don't want to go no more. You know what I'm saying? I just want to sit back and enjoy my promise. Like, it will be a time because you done did. You told you told a lot of people. And some and one thing I didn't have on here, I said the cornerstone, it should be your, your home store. Some people don't never go out on a corner. They will not go to Off-Broadway. Your home store is your kids. Whether you're a single parent or you, you are not, you're a parent and you have one child to six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, all the way up to 20, whatever. You'd be surprised because some people bring blended families in and their second marriages or so. And you might be that person and you literally, your life play is your kids. I have seen people do that with their kids. They bring and prepare their kids for their life play. It's people in there, the whole family doctors, whole family dentists, the whole family, they got a moving business. You get what I'm saying? And then that determines how far you want to go. Some people right in their neighborhood, they just do moving trucks, part, load and unload your part with the family. You got sons, you should never, you should never be without. And even girls. You should literally, you can just use their mind, help them learn how to create and become entrepreneurs. I'm not saying they should never go out there and get a job, but if you got everything set in your family, they when they get older, they can turn around. If they go get a job, they can come back and say, mom, honey, I just don't say, come on, come on in. And then they, and then find out where they work. They may be the financial guru in the family. One may be creative. One may know how to fix things. One may have just common sense, know how to how to get to people, know how to say the right things. So you're, it's your family. I, I guess you could say your family store, your home store. That can be the biggest, best store because everything is kept in the family. And you don't have to go beyond your siblings because sometimes they're the worst people. It can just be your household. So I hear people say, I have six kids. It's too late for me. No, you can get together with your kids and train them, prepare them. And long as they know who their source is, they cannot. Their foundation must be their source. And that's God. And you will not fail. And then you next me, you know, you got a family business. How many family businesses out there been out there for years? Charles Suave. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Some of these names you see in the buildings, this is family affair, family. 
So you don't have to say, I want to be on Broadway. I want to be at Hollywood. I want, no, 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 stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Starting a family. Some of your, your family home is, is, is ripped up. And then you want to say, I want to go. You can't, and you go in a corner store and you, you just can't handle the, you don't know what to do. Got to do it first in your home. I'm telling you, yes, yes. And let's look at a scripture. For as a man thinking in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23. You are what you think you are. So consider the people that's coming in your life. Where are you located? Not only I told you last time, tell them, where's your life like? So where is it located? And then they don't have to say nothing. You can look. Look, you should know them by their fruit. Their fruit will not lie. Find out if their fruit is rotten. And run. Remember that you know you have that that so-called best friend. I had those. Oh, she my best friend because when I when I went rock bottom, she was there. When my husband left me, she was there. When my kids got sick, she was there. When I got sick, she was there. And then all of a sudden, you start getting your home store together, and that best friend be looking at you with a green eye. You know why? They your best friend. But you never know who your best friend is too. You literally may go through something. But when you start climbing, those are the ones that you said, you know. I lost more friends when I started, when I made my first book. My book didn't even hit Broadway. <laughs> People love you in their misery, in your misery. So sometimes you think you got that best friend. Many people found that out. A lot of people in Hollywood found that out. Best friend, and then you and your husband break broke up and then they went over and took your husband. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know why. It's what you think you are. So when people come to you and try to tell you, who do you think you are? You know what to say. I think I'm the cream of the crop. I'm sorry. Don't apologize for being the father daughter or the father son. Yes, that's in the book, Proverbs 23. Read it. I need you to remember something. Not only would they specialize in, you're going to learn their location. And you're going to find out is if your friend is just a gossip columnist. And you know the sad thing about it? Some people are good with news. I'm not saying that you don't. it's wrong to know everything, every topic, every headline. But you should go and try to be a, 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 a journalism. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? columnist you can you know like me i'm telling you my other calling was sports <laughs> i love sports so you really can do you can write plays if you really like reality shows i'm not saying that some people just love the latest news but be careful because it is some people up there that literally literally had their show based on the fall of many people and i seen some of them same people so the same host went through the same four and couldn't take it. They laughed at people. I won't say no names. So you got to be careful getting into that. You don't want to be the, the inquirer, which they make money. It's still making money. It's a way that, that you can take your stuff and you can go ahead and, and become the next inquirer. Globe or whatever. People's magazine. Make your own magazine online. If you love that, so it's it, it's like a two-edged sword. You can take, like, look at junk. People look, laugh uh, laugh at the garbage that people, that's in the, people throw away some stuff. 
And they used to say, you go to the wealthy neighborhood, drive by there and see what's in their garbage. Because what one man think is trash, another man think is, is treasure. And who would think that you can go look at the garage sales? People can take that stuff and make money off it and redo things, paintings and stuff. You see what I'm saying? I think, I think by now y'all understand where I'm coming from. Okay? So what I'm going to do is end it on this because y'all really probably sitting up there saying, okay, I got what you mean, but is this part biblical? Matthews 25, 28 to 29. That's Matthews 25, 28, 29 says, so take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talent. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Yes, Jesus said this. Do you understand? Let me tell you the metaphor about that. If you didn't, if you never read that about the talent, the talent can be money because he talked about interest, but it can be your gift that God have given you. Anything that you invested in. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You have to be fruitful. You have to know what to do with the talent that he give you. And this is in the Bible. A lot of people think, oh, you got to be poor. You got to live like that. No, he give it to you. And he said, I will take what you have. And I literally will take it away. And what he did, he gave it to the one who did something with the talent. This is why the rich get richer. And the poor get poorer with lack of knowledge, my people should have. I gave y'all something really good there. This lump, this lumps up everything. If you don't have nothing, if the people coming to you and they don't have nothing, what they have is going to be taken away. And this is what developed jealousy. This is why your friends, your family get upset. They are good for nothing. That's in the Bible too. They have nothing. Other words, they didn't do nothing with their gift. How many people know somebody who can cook their behind off? And during the pandemic, people was like, oh my God, I'm tired of running around because McDonald's stayed open. And they was like, they cleaned the shelf during that time. A TV dinner. So many people don't know how to cook. It's not a priority for this generation. My generation, I was shocked. So many people was like, they, they relied on their mothers and grandmother cooking. Do you know how many people went out there and said, you know what? I need to get this food to people in my neighborhood. They had to really be very cautious, but people are paying. I remember my dentist saying to me, she don't even make her food. She said she got somebody that come and give her a whole week's of food. They got that now on a, on TV, but it's people doing it for the neighborhood. People would kill for your food and you don't do it. That's a side gift. That's extra money. It's people that go into debt and they set up there. The money is sent right in your face and they don't still don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to make their life play. Oh, yeah, I know how to do that. I have told people who had a talent, do this on the side, then do it. They did it one time, two times, and that was it. People who know how to sew. And that's, that was one of my dreams. I did not fulfill that dream. Know how to make clothes. You know, when people want somebody to make clothes, I had somebody make my wedding dress. You can just go ahead and design wedding dresses. 
I knew this uh, lady, knew off this lady, and she had the prettiest shoes. And I said, I told her, you ever thought about making your own shoes? She said, yeah, I did. I have so many different ideas and whatever, huh? I said, you, you really should take that up. You should really not lay down on that gift. So many people have so many gifts, so many talents. God said he would take it away. This is why you see people just go right to their graveyard, boom, in their dream. Because God is saying, get yourself together, become fruitful. I'll make you abundant. If you don't want to do it, you know what's going to happen? You unfruitful in my eye. And I ain't going to tell you, if you continue reading that scripture, he said, throw them into darkness. You know what that was? Blind them from knowledge. This is why your generation just go in circles. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Everybody die young. You better look again. That's why they said, look again. What are you looking at? Think again. I know that your pastor said, well, repent. You know, don't sin again. No, no, no. Repent. Think again. Change what you're looking at. If the glass that you're looking at is dirty, the window, you need to clean it. So you will have a life plan. So you won't be a dream killer. So you have a specialization, a career. It might be on Broadway, off-Broadway. It might even be on a corner store temporarily. It might be the best seller in your own family home. Whatever it is, remember, God gives to the one who take his talent and multiply it. And he take it away, those who don't. So the next time somebody comes to you, not only say, What's the name of your play? Say, so where is it located at? And I guarantee you may get a cursing out real quick or they may run and not come back and tell you anything. I'm out of here. Thank you for coming into my space. Thank you for sharing my book. By now, of course, you got a, you got my book. I know you got my book. See, you're telling people because that right there can be your platform of telling them the good news. God said, preach the good news. He didn't say get in front of a pulpit. Preach the good news. The good news of something that is going to make people manifest and become fruitful. Remember, the children of Israelites, they didn't even make it in. Because their life play was everything against what God told them to do. They was fruitless. And God said, I can't have you come. You can't move on. This is why some people drop and expire. expire. They no good to themselves. And when I get good for nothing, that was in the Bible. In some versions you will see, he said, you good for nothing? Yes. Jesus was wrong with his stuff. People don't want to tell you that. They won't tell you the truth. So you need to literally tell people when you have a book, not just my book that's good, share it. Get a book club. T-shirts. I have a lot of t-shirts out there that's inspirational t-shirts. Share it. Put it on. People will ask you. You go to all kind of family reunions and this and that at you to the beach or whatever. Put on my t-shirt. 
put on your friend who's selling t-shirt. Help them out. Say, hey, you having a family reunion? I know somebody that do t-shirts. It's so much that you can do. Well, Miss P, I'm just helping other people. No, no, no. What you make happen for somebody, somebody will come and make happen for you. Give a prophet a cup of water and God and make sure somebody come and give you a bucket. What's new? Go on my website and find out phyllisWhitley.com. And remember, if loving yourself is right, of course you don't want to be wrong. 